This call is being recorded. Team, thank you so much for jumping on this call today. I appreciate it. It is our last Monday morning pep talk of 2021. I'll be back two weeks or three weeks from now on January 3rd. Um, but today we're going to talk about 10 guiding principles used by elite level producers. But before I go into that, I want to remind all of you that my professional purpose is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because happy brokers sell more real estate. That's, that's my battle cry. I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. And if you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll become more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. Now, today, to wrap up my 2021 Monday Morning Pep Talks, I wanted to give you the top 10 guiding principles that I, that I have identified over the last decade plus that have helped me guide, that have guided me through my growth, and that can help you become an ELP. Guiding principles are defined by the business dictionary as any principles or precepts that guide an organization or business owner through its life in all circumstances, irrespective of changes in its goals, strategies, type of work. Now, if guiding principles is too um, serious of a, of a way to look at this, you can also use its nickname, which is kind of your guardrails. These are the, the, the philosophies that will help you keep the wheels on the road, help you make good decisions, right? Um, guardrails might be another way that you can refer to guiding principles. Now, last week, I, I gave you 10 steps, episodes to build your business out over three to five years. Now, as you build out your business, you will be faced with many decision-making moments. These guiding principles that I will discuss today, if adopted and, and, and internalized, will help you make the informed decisions that will keep your business and life headed in the right direction. Here are my 10 guiding principles that I have adopted and that I live by, and hopefully you can as well, that will help you become an elite level producer. Um, number one, play on offense, not defense. Now, this can be related back to a morning ritual, right? I have found that by getting up earlier and getting everything planned and built out before the day starts, um, it allows me to play on offense, not defense. Now, how do you do that? You change your sleep schedule so that you can get up and be prepared for your day per, you know, prior to game time. Game time to me is 9 a.m. Um, I think you know once, once the clock hits 9 a.m. and your clients start to call, you need to be prepared to execute. In my opinion, you will need at least two hours to get up, freshen up, wake up, straighten up, meditate, work out, journal, plan, get caught up on email, shower, and get ready before that 9 a.m. start. 
by 9 a.m., you need to be ready to execute on your day and handle the immediate items that get thrown your way over the course of the day, right? With a morning ritual, you will be ahead of the rampage of emails, calls, immediate needs for help. If you wake up and try to start your day once the game time starts, your clients will notice your average level of execution. I don't know why I put that one first, but I will tell you that if if I if you had to ask me one of the major things that I've done that has changed everything for me, it is my ability in most cases I actually manage myself to 97% in this area where I play on offense, not defense, right? I want to be knocking stuff out as it comes my way. And I can't do that if I'm not prepared. Okay, number two, daily, weekly, quarterly, annualized, and our annual and three-year planning is the key to high achievement. Okay, this is that periodization of your goal setting and your execution. We all know that to be successful, you need to execute consistently. How can you execute consistently if you do not plan or accordingly? You can't. One little change to my description of the periodization is you might hear me say on a limited basis for planning sessions in a, in a year. I've had a lot of people have a hard time get away from this annualized way of thinking. And we'll get you there in time, but one way you might hear me ease you into that three-year vision cycle is that, you know, we're going to do three years stacked on top of each other that are going to make your three-year vision. And within, in, within each year, you're going to do four business planning sessions instead of one. Every quarter, you're going to business plan for that following quarter to make up the year. And then you're going to do three years stacked on top of each other that's going to make the three-year vision. Why did I make that little switch? Because we are so ingrained into annualized thinking in the world of real estate brokerage that it's going to take a little bit to get everybody switched over to a longer-term way of thinking. I do not want you to give up on that three-year vision. It is so key because that's where the excitement comes, right? We overestimate sometimes what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in three. And I want you to be really aligned in the quarterly initiatives, 12 of them that make up that three-year vision. But we can also say four quarterly business you know, practices or business sessions built to meet our annualized goal. Okay. So little change to my, my vocabulary. I think when you grow, you got to change and pivot to make sure you're bringing as many people along as you possibly can. But the point of this one is that we have to plan and you have to use this periodization mindset, starting with a daily planning weekly planning, quarterly planning, having your annual goals and your three-year planning, okay? Have to do it. All right, number three, 
You need to believe it before you see it instead of believe it when you see it. I want to say that again. Again, you have to believe it before you see it instead of believing it when you see it. Many of us want it to be proven to us before we ever make our, put our big toe in the water. It's got to be proven, Jim. I need to see it before I can believe it. And that's not how success works. You have big goals for your life. You have to believe it down deep, down deep before you will ever see it. You got to have that vision. You got to have those goals. First, you need to decide how you want to live and who you want to become. You got to own that. And you got to execute it, execute on it, towards it every day. This is called visioneering. You visioneer, and then you've got this periodization execution model. Do not worry about how you're going to get there. Let your subconscious do the heavy lifting and figure out the how. I am here for you to help you with the how. Okay, that's my job. What I cannot do is dream for you, tell you how you want to live, who you want to become, sprinkle that little fairy dust on you and have you execute. I can't do that. But I can show you how. That's my role. That's why I do what I do is to show you the how. Use those feelings created through this visioneering process as the fuel to get to where you want to go. Okay. Number four, monitor your frequency. You've got to start with an abundant mindset. Why is having an abundant mindset so important to your professional and personal success? Because it has a massive impact on your frequency your energy, and in turn, what you attract into your life. If you are feeling negative about your current situation in your future, you will attract more negativity in your life and business. Nobody wants to be around it. Your clients can sense it. Your family can sense it. And then they start to avoid you if you're negative. If you are feeling positive about your future and feeling abundant despite your current situation, you will start to attract more positive outcome. This is fact. This is law, just like gravity. Okay? Proven. We all emit, we all emit a frequency. And we attract what is on that frequency. You will hear me say you attract whatever radio station you are turned in, you are tuned into. You will attract whatever radio station you are tuned into. It's the same science. Same science that when you call a number on your cell phone and it goes to exactly the person that you want. That is an energy field. 
just that we've been able to tap into the technology that allows us to make those calls. That same science attracts into your life, whatever frequency you're on. It's a big deal. And you have to put effort into it. That's why I constantly said to myself that, you know, that mantra, right, that I've talked to you guys about a little bit, you know, a couple weeks ago. So happy and grateful. I talked about it that week before Thanksgiving. Um, the next one, number five, high performance starts with elimination. I talked a little bit about this, this last, I talked a little bit about this last week. It's stage two, episode two of building a business. Um, distractions that don't serve you become anchors, right? Clients, business processes, lead generation processes, relationships, you name it. You know what they are in your life, right? Distractions that don't serve you become anchors that slow you down. The positive things in your life and business should be considered the sails on your boat. They power you forward. So I have realized through dealing with a lot of agents, a lot of coaching that, and in my own life, that the biggest strides that I've ever made or I've seen people make have been by eliminating the anchors, the mindsets, the limited mindsets, the, you know, the things in their life and business that don't work way more than I've seen people adding new sales right? The sales being the new business process, all the things that you see people doing that you think you should be doing. Um, but I have seen people that have gone narrow and deep with their sales and gotten rid of their anchors and have absolutely taken off. Okay. Do not get caught up in needing to do more. Focus on doing less. Next guiding principle. Your database is your most important financial asset. Number six, your database is your most important financial asset. Um, I'm going to go back to some language that I put in a call on this topic earlier in the year. And what I'm going to do is create a quick visual for you that are not sold or committed to this concept. Okay, a database is a tracking method for your relationships. I don't care which database you use, whichever one, the best one for you is the one you're going to use. And for some people, it's a Google Doc, it's an Excel spreadsheet. Okay, but we get caught up into the process so much that we never get around to, to managing the most important asset, financial asset to our business. So let's just say over the course of a 20-year career of doing an average of, let's just use 10 million in sales, um, you know, in a sales and database management strategy, my best estimate, like that is if you're not using, you're just doing $10 million in sales, but you're not using or any implementation of a relationship or database management process, Okay. My best estimate is that you are leaving 2x or 3x of revenue on the table over the life of your business. Okay. Now, what I want you to what I want you to do is just contemplate 
what that number is, okay, over the course of your business, over the course, you know, over the course and life of your business, okay? And I want you to take that money that you're leaving on the table. I want you to put a big pile of it. There's probably a crate of 20s. And I want you to pour gasoline all over it. I want you to light a match. That's essentially what you're doing. So many people, so many agents, we never make this one strategy, the most important strategy in our business, a priority. Your business starts and stops with the quality and strength of your database of clients. A database is designed to remind you to be thoughtful. The biggest challenge is, is that, Jim, if I follow up with my clients, I'm being salesy. That's a mindset that needs shifted. Your job is to maintain the friendship. Your job is to add value to the relationship. Change your mindset to being part of their financial team that helps them with the most important asset that they have in their portfolio. Your database is your most important financial asset. And yet, so hard for many brokers to understand this. And yet, they're willing to just get on that treadmill every day and go after new business. Number seven, when at capacity in your business, hire below your income per hour to give you your time back. Okay? Does it just doesn't mean your business. It means what is needed to save you time at home. Okay. To better understand this, take your annualized income and divide by the hours worked that year. For most people, it's about 2,600 hours. Many of you are working more than that. And that will give you your income per hour. That's a dollar amount. Okay. Use this number as a guide when you hit capacity. If you can hire somebody, below that number to take items off your plate and give you your time back so that you can reinvest it back into your family, your life, and your business, it will reap huge dividends for you. A $30 million agent putting up lockboxes is ridiculous. But some of you are out there doing it. There's also a concept called multiplication, which is building out processes and procedures in your business, right? Basically, what that means is you put and invest that time up front to build the process and let it pay you back over the life of your business. Many of you have your business between your ears. And if you were to ever hire somebody, you would have to take it and teach them little by little when things came up instead of taking the time and effort and starting with, you know, one of your processes, getting it down 
into a checklist, right? And documenting it, taking that three to four hours to do that, that you will find that that three to four hours will probably be paid back in the first two or three transactions that you do using that checklist. And then after that, you're saving two to three hours per transaction. That's what we call multiplication. You have a database and you're managing your business with processes and systems. You have a business now, not a hobby. Multiplication. Income per hour. Two really important guiding principles that you need to filter your business through consistently. Consumers. Number eight, consumers hire who they know, like, and trust. They will identify the broker who truly knows the market that they want to reside. They will hire the broker who they like personally. They need to know that you've had success providing the service that they want in order to hire you. And this is what we call evidence of success. Build your brand in thirds based on these concepts. Go narrow and deep to build your brand and please be patient. Please be patient. So in your social media and all of your branding, you know, you want to admit to your audience, to consumers, that you know the market that you're in, that you live in it, right? That you eat in it, that you travel in it, meaning you use the infrastructure, you enjoy it, you understand it, you know it. And then a third of posts about you personally, so they know whether or not they're going to get along with you, right? They're doing that kind of that initial research on is this somebody I want to do a transaction with? Is it somebody that I like? We've had people hired because they own the same breed of dog that that person owns, or they're from the same part of the country that that person came from. And third, can you prove your success doing what they need you to do for them? People hire who they know, like, and trust. Number nine. Number 10, this is the one that people know me by. Like I literally, like at our holiday party, I don't know how many people came up to me and said, Jim, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. True. Build out a filtering and decision-making process in advance to build the necessary boundaries needed to protect you and your business. Always look at the downside when making solid decisions. If there's too much downside, it's a hell no. That was so good. I'm going to reread it again. Jim, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Build out a filtering and decision-making process in advance 
to build the necessary boundaries needed to protect you and your business. Always, always, always look at the downside of making a decision. Okay, if there's too much downside, it's a hell no. If there's no downside, chances are it's going to be a hell yes. And I got a bonus one for you today that I added this morning and I woke up just really thinking about certain situations that I've, that I've been through. And I think it's really important. You know that you're getting to a, a level of, of being highly evolved when you can sit back in any situation and say, what did I learn from this? You should review every transaction, every momentous situation by asking yourself, what did I learn from this? What is this situation teaching me? This is how you learn to avoid a victim's complex. Now, I this became very aware to me um, when, if you guys remember back in September, that first or second call that I did um, right after Labor Day was called Your Clients Need You. Your Clients Need You. And it was the, probably the toughest call of the year that I had to do because it, it outlined um, the scenario of how Amy and I had to put down our beloved dog, Tucker. And, you know, um, veterinarians call that dog that you love so much your heart dog, right? Like you have that unbelievable relationship with that dog. And it was, as you know, it was incredibly, incredibly difficult. And it was the University of Wisconsin that said to us after making several attempts to get him in to other places, they said, Jim, when can you be here? Actually, they said it to my wife. They said, we're, we're packed, we're booked, but we want to make sure you're taken care of. When can you get here? And when I look back on that very, very difficult situation and ask myself, what am I learning here? And that was the basis of that call. Your clients need you. What I didn't tell you about that situation, that was maybe even more impressive about how the University of Wisconsin handled that, is that about six weeks after we had to put him down, we got a letter in the mail from them, handwritten by 17 veterinarian staff members, people that worked there, um, saying how that, sorry they were that, you know, that uh, we had lost Tucker. Now, number one, to provide an amazing service like they did, right? During a very, very difficult time when they probably didn't have the full capacity to, to do it. And then follow up with a handwritten note where 17 staffers and veterinarians literally made a point to write. And these were longer notes. It wasn't just, you know, there many of them were 40 and 50 words. Amazing. You do not expect it. And I got to tell you, like, um, 
what I learned from that is just being human and caring is the best business strategy on the freaking planet. Period. End of story. So always look at every transaction, look at every momentous situation and ask yourself, what did I learn from this? Now, as you wrap up your 2021, as a reminder, your current reality, where you're sitting here right now is the sum of your past thinking, your past effort, the decisions you've made up to this point. Okay. Don't blame anybody else, you know, or not blame, but when you, you can look at your situation and you can celebrate or you can review, right? But your current situation is the sum of your thinking, your past effort, and your decisions, all right? So use this call and last week's call to propel you to that next level, right? Bookmark, save these audios, keep them in front of you. Use them as the Cliff's Notes format of the last 14 years of my career boiled down into less than one hour of content, okay? I want to wish you all the most amazing into your 2021. I look forward to leading you forward in 2022 as many of us start our three-year vision cycle together. I'll see you back here on our Next call on January 3rd, um, I'll get this podcast downloaded to Apple Podcasts today. Um, it'll be on SoundCloud, both searchable under Ask Jim Miller. It'll be on my website. And um, the best place to follow me, honestly, is on my Instagram at Ask Jim Miller. So thank you so much, team. I appreciate you more than you know. And thanks for hanging with me as we went a little long today. But uh, happy holidays. and. I appreciate you, you being such loyal followers to these calls. Have an awesome day. Thank you.